Is it, it's credible. Um, they, as I said, it's, it's the Oscars of advertising. Um, everybody wants to to get a gong. Um, were gongs dispatched? Well, don't they just? And they still do. And uh, whether it's uh, the lorries or can lions or whatever, the, the the gongs and the statuettes will be proudly displayed in the agency's reception area. You can you can bet on that. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, as I say, over 200 awards, although that do include a number of categories for uh, students, but some of those categories have become quite esoteric. It's no longer just uh, television advertising. We have things like film craft, best use of licensed music, or design, creative use of paper. Um, what's wrong with the creative use of aluminium? Anyway, but it's, it's interesting without paper. Um, and an, an interesting one where the, one of the Grand Prix winners came from is, is called, I think, Branded Architecture Temporary Structures. So there's a sign of subset of the subset of the subset. Um, and uh, of the, all of the various awards, the one that everybody wants to win because it is the most prestigious is um, a Grand Prix. So bronze, silver and gold, but above them all is the Grand Prix. And there were five Grand Prix awarded this year. Um, one uh, went to uh, uh, to Converse Shoes for their, um, what they called Unity Laces, which was an attempt to, to drive people to uh, away from the xenophobia. Um, there was um, 
uh, one of the other ones were there, there was um, Nissen, who won an award at Grand Prix for a program that makes Waze navigation available to Zoom speakers. Um, the VNA and Cape Town won an, won an award. That was the one that won the Temporary Structures Award at Grand Prix. Um, and um, the one that I had chosen to be the hero this week um, was uh, from Supersport, was the client, and the campaign was called Chasing the Sun. And if you are a rugby fan or indeed a sports fan and, and, and watch uh, television, you will recall the five-episode series which won the Grand Prix for branded content. Uh, it, was, it was a fly-on-the-wall documentary tracing of the path towards uh, Tokyo and, and winning the, the last World Cup. And uh, you know, Rassi Rasmussen was, was predominant throughout. And it really was more of a... It was, it was exciting from a sports point of view. It was a very detailed examination. But it was also, from Rassi's point of view, a demonstration of, of extraordinary leadership and, and management style. So there was more to, more to it than just the, uh, the rugby itself. Um, it, uh, as I say, won the, the award for uh, branded content series of five episodes. Um, and, yeah, I remember at the time watching it and thinking this is terrific stuff, so I would fully agree with, with the award. Adidas also won an award for an extraordinary billboard, which was uh, actually like a vertical bath and, and by the side of the road, and uh, you could see people swimming in it as you drove past. Uh, and that was uh, a winner in in uh, the outdoor, mm. out of home, probably swimming pool category. Um, how how does this affect entries to the Can Lions? Are they related at all? Uh, well, they are broadly similar in many respects, and except that one is on a global basis and one is on a continental basis, if you like. So the Can Lions attracts entries from all over the world. Uh, and it's probably perceived to be, along with perhaps um, the One Show and DNAD, both of which are based in America, um, it's probably the Can Lions is perceived to be the, the, the one everybody wants to win. It's the most prestigious. But the, um, uh, the, the luries are terrifically important you know, for, for local audiences. Um, and local now is quite a big deal because, it's, it, as I said earlier, it's, it's, it's Africa and the Middle East. So mm. it's, it's, although the majority of entries you have to understand do still come from uh, from South Africa but there are an increasing number coming in from the rest of the continent and, and the Middle East and then give me your zero if you would um, well I, you know, I'm trying to keep up with with uh, with marketing and the way it's developing and very exciting things going on but there is a whole bunch of people who probably led unwittingly by uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook are um, introducing so much technology into the uh, marketing world that it's almost impossible to keep track if you're not a techie yourself, particularly because of some of the language. And um, there, there, there are most extraordinary um, expressions which uh, we're told is the next big thing. You see, now the metaverse lets us down, Andy. Let's try that again. You want to? You would just you would just get into the good bits about the metaverse and technological speak and the sort of concepts that are um, you know everyday language to people who are involved in the stuff, but they advertise it to the rest of us. We don't know what they're talking about. No, we don't. And um, 
you, as I say, you've got you've got the, the metaverse, uh, which appears to be some kind of a parallel life beyond the uh, beyond the existing uh, uh, internet and, and, and web. Um, and I tried to get a, a definition from, and the best I could get was that the metaverse is a digital representation of the physical world and a continuum of time and space, which sounds to me very Einsteinish and very Stephen Hawkingish. But that's that, if you're a marketer, you've got to get uh, used to that. You've got to get used to non-fungible tokens. You've got to get used to to D to A, not not B to B or B to C, but D to A, direct to avatar is what that stands for. And, and if you're doing a, a marketing course right now, you might want to rethink this is what's around the corner. But bring back the days, I say, when advertising was about people preferring Bogville or Marmite. That's what I'm <laughs> Andy Rice, Heroes and Zeros on a Tuesday evening. Uh, he is our regular branding and advertising expert after seven every Tuesday evening. Thank you, Andy Rice. Heroes and Zeros from the world of advertising.